This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast for this uh, week 10 football Friday, which began last night with a Rather uh, boring, as you would expect, 16-13 bear win over Carolina. Carolina continues to struggle. Bryce Young continues to struggle. Listen, there's a lot of quarterbacks who have gone on to great fame and fortune, Hall of Fame careers, multiple Super Bowls that got off to bad starts. Young is off to a bad start. He doesn't have a lot of weapons around him. He doesn't have a good offensive line. Um, he has one real receiver. Um, they are very careful with the offense to say the least, but he still is very surprisingly inaccurate with the ball. This is a guy who had never through high school and college, never struggled in any way. Now he's a slight player. You know, he's, He's 5'10", 185 pounds, so his size was always an issue. But he's always been very cool. He does not show a lot of emotion, almost to a fault. Uh, But what is surprising to me is how much he misses open receivers by right now and how far he's off with his footwork. Uh, Very surprising with with Frank Reichus' quarterback, Coach, you know, because in essence is what he is, and his and his head coach, um, and a guy who knows quarterback play, and is a good coach. Uh, I'm surprised it's that bad. Uh, I'm not surprised they're losing. I'm not surprised they don't have a lot of offensive talent. We knew that was going. They gave away a lot to get uh, young, and they've taken a lot of heat because of the success of C.J. Stroud, who was taken second and is having a you know, Marino type start to his career. Um, but it's it's surprising how much he misses open receivers by and how badly he's throwing the football. Again, if you jump to a conclusion right now, you might be very, very wrong about him. Just be patient. Uh, you can't judge him in the first year. I always tell people, look at what uh, Bradshaw did early in his career. Look at what Peyton Manning did. Look at what Aikman did. He did not win a game his first year. The only game they won, Steve Walsh quarterback against the Redskins. Um they put him down for his own protection. I mean, so uh, the bottom line is we've seen plenty of quarterbacks get off. Most quarterbacks get off to bad starts. So I would not overly jump to conclusions yet, but it has put a lot of pressure on him considering how good C.J. Stroud has been, and he has been sensational. All right, buys this week for some teams with very good records. The Eagles with a buy. The Chiefs with a buy, the uh, Dolphins with a buy, and the Rams with a buy. So you have three of the big teams in the league out of it. So uh, this week, which obviously impacts the games, you have one more game in Europe, in Germany. The Colts looking to get to 500 against the Pats, looking for just a win. Um, it just shows you how how little gratitude travels in the NFL. 
How can anybody? Now, listen, I've never been close with Bill Belichick at all. I made that very clear through the years. Um, He's not a very friendly man. We know that. But considering his, you know, unbridled success, his overwhelming success, how could anybody have anything but gratitude for what he has done there? I mean, and let him go out on his own terms and uh, not disparage him in any way. I mean, he's earned that. He's earned more than that. I mean, he's been handsomely paid. He's been treated well. Uh, Kraft's even gotten him out of trouble sometimes. We know that. The bottom line is, you know, he deserves better than he's getting right now. And if this is his last year and they're moving on, there's all kinds of rumors about Vrabel. Um, There's rumors about him moving on. If he's moving on to go somewhere else to get the record, well, so be it. It happens. You know, people move in the NFL. It's part of the NFL. Um, Colts and Pats this week. In Germany, the last game over there, 9.30 game. You know, if you like football, you watch it. If you don't, you don't care. Texans at 4-4 four and four get the Bengals this week. Now, interesting week for the Bengals. First of all, they get the Texans who are red hot. Coming off a big win. Coming off the 470-yard five-touchdown game by Stroud. They're 4-4. Four and four. They've played very competitively. Uh, they're in most games. They have a good head coach. But here's a, here's a real plight for the Bengals. Bengals have won four in a row, so they've overcome their bad start. They're right in the mix of things. But Higgins is out. Chase hurt his back last week on a deep throw where he hurt his tailbone when he went to the ground. He is not a given this week either. We won't know until later in the week, until Sunday morning probably, whether he's going to play or not. And He might just dress and be a decoy. But they have a game to win Sunday, but they have the Ravens Thursday night. So they got one eye on the Texans and one eye on the Ravens. So it's an interesting. They actually have a good Thursday night game next week, the Ravens and the Bengals. Going to be interesting to see how they play it this week, especially if two of the big three are out at wide receiver. Saints and Vikings both at five and four. So this game has serious playoff implications, very serious playoff implications. Um, Vikes have won four straight, and they've done it while losing Jefferson, who's not coming back till he's 100%, while losing Cousins. Last week, losing Hall, who's in the concussion protocol, having Dobbs come in and Dobbs lead them to a win. Give Minnesota credit. I picked Minnesota's under this year because I thought they'd revert to the mean because last year they were 11-0 in one-score games, and this year they started off losing their first four one-score games. Um they have played pretty well. They have a lot of weapons. And the coach gets the passing attack going no matter who's in there. So give him credit. Interesting game. And the winner here who's six and four is thinking playoffs in a big way. And why not? Packers at three and five at the Steelers five and three. Talk about doing it with mirrors. The Steelers get outgained every week and they still have won five out of eight games. They have an awful offense. They've had injuries on defense, and they've won five out of eight games. They find a way to win, and I think they'll find a way to win again this week. Titans have announced that Will Levis is the quarterback the rest of the way. Uh, they played the Bucks this week. Bucks, a lot of hard luck losses, including last week. Figures to be a close game. 
I think uh, Will Levis has shown some stuff, which has also put pressure on Bryce Young because of the fact that Will Levis has looked good at times. Now, he's only played a couple of games, so we'll see. Niners, Jags, big game this week. Five and three Niners, six and two Jags. Jags have won five straight. Niners have lost three straight. The reason I told you at the start of the season that I didn't love the Niners this year is they continuously have injuries to key people. Happened again. They've missed Samuels dearly. Trent Williams is still hurt. Uh, the Wonder Boy, McCaffrey, has been protecting oblique injury. Um, it gets his touchdown every week. We know that. Uh, big game. And the Niners, the last couple of weeks when they've been injured, and they get Samuel back this week. Uh, Samuel's playing this week. They can't get off 17. They've been on 17 for a couple of weeks now as far as the offense goes. Browns at five and three at the Ravens. And the Ravens have clearly emerged as maybe the biggest threat right now to the Chiefs going to another Super Bowl. The Ravens are playing really well. They've gotten healthier. They've gotten the running game going. They got their defense playing well. They're very well coached. Now they get a Browns team, which you know plays defense. And now needs to get really some consistent play added to Sean Watson. This will be a very big game. If the Browns ever win this game, they are, listen, they're five and three now. They win this game. They are legitimately in the mix. But listen, someone's going to get their heart broken in the AFC, maybe two teams, because you're going to have winning records and not make the playoffs. It's going to happen. There's too many teams there that, for that to happen. It's going to be very interesting to see which way this game goes. And remember, the Ravens have this game, big game against the Browns, big rivalry game, and then turn around and have the Bengals on Thursday night. So both the Ravens and the Bengals have two big games in, in, in basically four days, five days. Giants, it's, it's hard to say this, with – and this is not, again, none of this is meant to disparage Tommy DeVito. Local kid makes good. The fact that he's starting at an NFL game, you know what? His parents, his family have to be so proud. It's unbelievable. But he's not ready to win a game in Dallas. He's not ready to even compete in a game in Dallas. As you can tell, the Giants are 17, 16 and a half, depending on where you buy. Point on the dogs. They're going to probably need more than that. They're probably going to need 21 or more to cover the point spread. There's, I would say it's 50-50. The Cowboy defense scores more than the Giant offense does. 50-50. That's how bad this game is. And, you know, the Giants, let's be honest, they have nothing to play for. Now you can say, how can you say that with a half a season ago? Yes. If I'm a player there, I want to show pride. I want to, I'm worried about my next job. I want to, but you always worry about losing the locker room. You always worry about guys who are worried about their future and don't go the extra mile, even though every play is on film and on video and there and there for to be a video resume. So they see guys who let down. The bottom line is, though, it's very hard to keep this up and they just don't have somebody to pull the trigger and the Cowboys are coming off a loss and they could care less. 
they're going to do, you know, they're going to hang a 40 on them and beat them 40 nothing again if they can. That's all there is to it. Falcons at four and five have lost some absolute heartbreakers. I mean heartbreakers. And people are wondering about the way Robinson has been handled. They're wondering about what they've done with the offense there. They should be able to get back to 500 against the Cards, who obviously are just, you know, falling apart. They Early in the season, they showed some life. Now they're just falling apart. Lions and Chargers, interesting game. Chargers got back to 500 with the win against the Jets. That was a very big conference win. Thinking playoffs, that was a very big conference win. Now they get the Lions at 6-2. and two. Lions healthier than they've been in recent weeks. Healthier at running back. Healthier in other spots. Healthier than they've been in recent weeks. This is going to be a very good game. Very tight game. One that goes right to the wire. And let's see. The Lions, hey, they have a little more competition from the Vikings than they thought they were going to get in that division. But they're still in a commanding position right now. Washington at four and five, you know, sent a weird message by trading off both big pass rushers, not one, but both, and then turned around and, you know what, played well. Now they get Seattle. Seattle coming off a dreadful loss. They'll bounce back. They're five and three. They'll bounce back in this game. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a high-scoring game. Jets and Raiders on Sunday night. The Jet offense, just awful. Jet offensive line, a complete disaster. And missing people now, don't have any answers. The Raiders just can't wait, and especially one Raider pass rusher, just can't wait to get to this game. Last week, the Chargers had a picnic, an absolute picnic. They're looking to have one again. Antonio Perez wins his first game, treats the guys like men, treats them like professionals, also gives them carte blanche. Let's see how that works long-term. Raiders can get back to 500 and get themselves back into the playoff hunt here with a win. This is a very big game. The loser in this game takes a very serious hit as far as their playoff playoff thoughts going forward and aspirations going forward. And a little of that plays into this whole craziness about Rogers coming back, which we don't even know if he really can. Jets are four and four the Raiders four and five. As we said, Jets, big offensive line problem. Raiders are going to come out. They are going to get the ball to Jacobs. They're going to try to get the ball to Devontae Adams, and they're going to try to utilize their big weapons. And they're going to try and put a lot of heat. And I expect them to put a lot of heat on the quarterback. That's the way to play them. And then Denver, which is playing a little better, as you knew they would under Sean, uh, in Buffalo to take on the Bills, who were coming off a loss. And you know what? When the Bills bounce back, they usually bounce back big. I would be surprised if this is a close game. Because when the Bills win, they usually win by sizable margins, especially at home. And I think they'll bounce back this week. As we said, buys for the Eagles, who were 8-1, and one, back-to-back years. You know, that doesn't happen often in this league, to open up two years in a row with this kind of record. And the Eagles have not yet played, have not yet played a, a real 60-minute classic Eagle game. 
There's been something missing, a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers, a lot of errors in the passing game. But they have so much strength in their offensive and defensive lines. They have the power of their running game. They have the durability of their quarterback uh, who could use this week off. And they keep winning. Chiefs, hey, their defense is the best it's been in the Andy Reid era. People wondering about Mahomes and Mahomes' efficiency. Mahomes has not yet found a wide receiver he can feel comfortable with. That gives him what Kelsey gives him. Gives him a trusted route runner. Gives him a trusted guy who he knows will catch the ball. Skymore's gotten open, but he's dropped the ball too much. Tony's erratic. Okay. I think you will see the target develop, but it needs to develop. And we've been saying this now in this week 10. This has been a long time coming for the Chiefs to become the offensive team they need to be to get back to the promised land because their defense is there. They need to develop a clear wide receiver target that is number one. That has to happen, and it has not happened yet. As far as the fish, you know, they can score on anybody, but they have to prove they can beat good teams. That's something they still have to prove. They beat up on the bad teams, but they have to prove they can beat a good team. That's still there for them, and still something that has to happen. So that's where we are. You have a 16-and-a-half-point line this week with the or 17, depending where you are, with the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, it's a tough time for them right now. A very big game in prime time for the Jets Sunday night. And then, of course, Monday night is the Bills and the Broncos. There's a couple of good games this week. As we said, Niners and the Jaguars, Browns and the Ravens. Even, even the Saints and the Vikings has implications. And don't sell the Texans short. And everyone wants to see Stroud now. See, Stroud has arrived. To me, there were two arrivals in the league last week. Stroud as a big quarterback, a guy people want to see, a guy people are talking about. Look at his TD to interception numbers. Last week, 470 yards broke Andrew Luck's uh, rookie passing record. 470 yards, five touchdowns, brought them from behind. Had his home run guy in Tank Dell, who had two touchdowns last week. The bottom line is uh, they're well coached. They're playing well. They're enthusiastic. They have a big future. And now, big game against the Bengals. And then a big Thursday night game to look forward to with the Bengals and the Ravens. And the other arrival is the Ravens. The Ravens have arrived as a legitimate Super Bowl team. That goes without any saying. Now, remember, the podcast, as always, uh, brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app for all of your wagering needs, all of your entertainment needs. Get faster experience, get exclusive promotions, get one app while traveling. And remember, get extra value this football season with the Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money by betting just $10 in same game parlays on any game that has the square icon in the all the NFL games do. So listen, you get some more excitement, you get great value. And who knows? We've had people contact us that have already won. I've won $2,500. I've won more than that uh, and just made a wager and 
played the squares. So it doesn't cost you a whole lot to do it. So check it out. Some emails when we come back. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Send your emails to podcast at gmail.com. This is our Football Friday podcast brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app for all of your entertainment needs and all your wagering needs. All right, Doug starts us off really with just a comment. The Giants are almost 17 point underdogs. Yes, they are. 16 and a half here, 17 there. They could lose by 50. Yeah, they could. I mean, it's not a revelation. They could turn the ball over. They're going to have trouble moving the ball. The Cowboy defense very much snowballs once they get games going early. You know, you can see the story here. Cowboys get an early turnover, turn it to seven. Dak makes a play. Now it's 14. Giants make a turnover for the half. Now it's 21, 24, 24, nothing. And away you go. So, I mean, you can see it a mile away. Wilson. Do you like anything about Pickett's game? Not particularly, no. No. But you know what? That's a very weird offense. They seem to play the same way all the time. They keep the game close. They make some great defensive plays. And then they do just enough offensively in the fourth quarter to make enough plays to win enough games. That's what they do. I mean, they've won five games. And they've been out games virtually every week. I mean, that's crazy. Tony, is this the worst Mahomes has looked in his NFL career? Well, he had a real rough game in the Super Bowl when he didn't have an offensive line. And the uh, and the lack of an offensive line will make you look worse than even suspect or green, you know, offensive, you know, players, re- meaning the wide receivers really being guys who just you can't count on yet. That's really what's going on with Mahomes. Mahomes does not have confidence in any of his playmakers. I'll give you the perfect example. They were trying to make a comeback on Denver in a game they lost. Mahomes made a fourth down play where he made a pass that was utterly perfect into the back of the end zone, hit Sky Moore in the hands, and he dropped it. He doesn't know what to do with that play. If it's dropped, he expects that play to be caught. He wants to have a guy that he can count on, that he can get 20 yards down the field when he needs to get him 20 yards down the field, who he can count on to break plays, who he can count on to get open and run the right route, who he can count on to catch the ball in traffic, get the move the markers, you know, get nine when he needs eight. And I think that Rice is that guy. I think Rice will develop into that guy. I thought before the season started, to be fair, that it was going to be Sky Moore. It's not. He's dropped too many balls. I think it's Rice. I don't think it's Tony. Tony will have his moments where he'll make a play. He's just not consistent. He's just not a consistent player. And he's always hurt. I think Rice is the guy. And they need that opposite Telsey. Right now, he he would rather throw the ball to his backup tight ends and to his backs than he would his wide receivers. And that's a bad sign. And that's holding Mahomes back, and it's holding the Chiefs back. <clears throat> Michael, Zach Wilson has been given a fair chance. You can't play, and you can't start him any longer. He has had a couple of moments they usually come late in the game in the drill when he's playing quickly 
Um, but his play overall has been extremely erratic. He's playing behind a bad offensive line, but he holds the ball too long. He makes bad decisions. He makes bad throws. He makes some good throws that are dropped. They were four or five drops last week, but there also was some plays. He had Wilson, who works hard to get open. He had Wilson twice for touchdowns and badly missed them. In this league, you can't miss those throws. You could tell that Aikman, who was as accurate a passer as you would ever find, was actually sickened by how much he missed those open receivers by. You could almost, if you know Aikman, you can know that he was almost, you know, just indignant by the fact, you know, just affronted by the fact that, that he missed those wide open receivers by that much. And he did. I mean, he had Wilson twice, I remember. Once for a huge gain, the second time for a stone touchdown. And he missed them badly both times. He also had some drops, including one in the, uh, in the end zone. That was in garbage time anyway, though. Zach. I feel that uh, Doug Peterson is an underrated coach. He's won in Philly, and now he has Jacksonville playing like a top team. Listen, he went to a place where they had a wonderful talent at quarterback, and that's why it was a very good job. When jobs open up with quarterbacks who are going to be no-brainers and are there for a long time, and you know you can work around them, teach them, and build the team around them. That's clearly what they've done very quickly. I think he's a very solid coach. I think he's a daring offensive coach. He puzzled me a little bit sometimes. Like, I thought he really coached a bad game against the Chiefs in a loss where Jacksonville actually should have won the game. They outplayed them um, early in the season. That was early in the season, though. Uh, they've played well. They can play better. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a top quarterback, and he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a very long time. He's going to win Super Bowls. Or at least, you know, it's hard to say guys are going to win how many Super Bowls because part of that, just look at how many great quarterbacks have only won one Super Bowl or won no, no Super Bowl. So it's not easy to do. You got to get there and win. But I think Lawrence will get chances to get there and win. And uh, I, I would have figured that will be part of his future. Uh, but I agree with you. I think he's got the right coach. And they're clearly headed in the right direction. And it was very puzzling. A lot of people were against them this year. A lot of people felt what they did last year was not real. What they accomplished last year in the playoffs was really not bona fide, and it was going to come back this year, and they were going to take a big step backwards. A lot of people that I know picked them as an under, and I just didn't see it. I thought the division wasn't that hard, and I just thought they had too many weapons. Etienne just had to learn to hold onto the ball. He ran great last year. He just fumbled all the time. Ingram gives them a really a wide receiver, a tight end who can catch the ball. They upgraded his wide receivers. They're upgrading his offensive line. 
they have some defensive pieces. The bottom line is they're a very dangerous team. I don't think they're yet a Super Bowl team, but they're clearly, clearly a playoff team. And if they win this week and go to 7-2, and two, you know, they are in the running, very much in the running for home field. And, hey, then you got three things a little differently. You know, the Chiefs are going to clinch early. They got a good lead. They got a two-and-a-half game lead right now. But the bottom line is they want to be the one seed. They want to bring whoever it is, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Jacksonville, whoever it is, into their building. That can be the difference between going and not going. So these teams are going to have something to play for. There's no question about it. And if you looked, I mean, the AFC is exactly as bunched up as we thought it would be. You know that? I mean, when you look at it, it really is. It's everything that you thought it would be. Uh, six and three, five and four, four and four in the East. Seven and two, four and four, four and five in the West. Seven and two, five and three, five and three, five and three in the North. Jacksonville, six and two. Houston, four and four. In the South. That is a lot of teams that are five and three or have four losses or have three losses. The bottom line is there's a lot of teams there and they all can't make the playoffs. So there's going to be a lot of, lot of unhappy teams who have very similar records. And that's why if you look at those games in the AFC, played outside the division, but inside the conference. Those games are enormous this year because of the way the playoffs are going to shake out and because of how competitive the wild card spots are going to be. You expect Jacksonville to win their division. You expect Kansas City to win their division. Okay? You might like Buffalo. You might like Miami. Baltimore has an edge right now, but that division is wide open. I mean, I wouldn't count Cincinnati out. And if Cleveland ever turns around and beats the Ravens this week, hey, it's a whole new ball game as far as figuring those teams out. And that division, everyone knew it was going to be good top to bottom, and it got off to a bad start. And now if you look, five and three, five and three, five and three, seven and two. So the AFC is as competitive. The NFC is top-heavy. The win is going to come. Philly, to me, especially if San Francisco doesn't get healthy, has a big edge in the NFC. And you have San Francisco and you have Dallas, and you might want to count the Lions in there or not yet. That's a big jump. They're going to be in the playoffs, but are they ready to be that kind of team? I I think the Eagles, I thought all along the Eagles were going to go back to the Super Bowl. I still do. I thought so. I picked Cincinnati-Philly Super Bowl. Um, Cincinnati's got plenty of work cut out for them, but they're still in the mix. Philly, I think, is going to go back to the Super Bowl. I think they're the best team. I think they keep showing they're the best team in the NFC. 
and they're already off to a very nice start as the only team that's eight and one. And let's be honest, they gave that game away. Enjoy your football. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.